the Goat of Popularity Podcast. Alright then, and what's up, coppers? Welcome back to the Cult of Popularity Podcast. The only cult that hasn't been packed to the future. That's all of them, but okay. Don't ruin it for me. Well, you didn't fuck it up, so I had to. Well, that's it, coppers. You're back. And this week, fortnight, whatever, fuck it. It's all about Back to the Future. Yeah, 100%. Mate, what an absolute perler of a movie trilogy. Absolutely it is. I remember watching them as kids, and I still watch them, like, religiously sort of now, every now and every couple of years, I'll sit down and watch them all. I won't just watch one. Like, it it seems weird to just watch one. No, you can't. Because, you know, even though there's three movies, it's... You're only watching... It's like... You're not watching just one movie. You have to watch all three. There's a, it's a massive storyline. I think it's very unique in that way. It's like John Wick. How the story, like, it's like the event of a couple of days, but it's happening over so many movies, so you feel like it's... No, it's apart. even more special than that, I think. Because you literally get to the end of the first one and you know it's not over yet, though. Like, it's... You can't just watch that one because you get to the end and... By the way, I hope you've watched the movies because it's fucking spoiler central here today. There's two sequels. <laughs> There's two sequels, but like Doc Brown comes back in the end and like opens up and that's literally the opening scene for the second movie. It just takes right off from there. Borrows a little snippet from uh, Ronald Reagan's speech. It was actually the other way around. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, where we're going, we don't need roads. That's right. But he did steal it. He did steal it. He was Ronald a big Reagan fan. He did steal it. He was, he was all over that shit. A um, couple of interesting facts about uh, the old Back to the Future, or as I like to call it, Back to the Future. It's a good one. Um, it was rejected. The script was rejected more than forty times by different studios, which is hard to believe. Yeah, really. uh, the commercial and just critical success that that movie had is it's hard to believe they got rejected that many times. Yeah, and the funny thing is, a lot of the studios that were rejecting it. Uh, like Columbia Pictures and stuff like that were rejecting it because they didn't think it was sexy enough. So, like, because a lot of the movies around that time were, like, you know, Fast Times at Ridgemont High and and Porky's and and stuff like that. So it was, you know, very raunchy sort of movies. And then they're like, why don't you go take it to Disney? And so they eventually gave in and they were like, fuck it, we'll take it to Disney. And Disney's like, nope, dude kisses his mum in a weird way. Not doing that either. That's weird. We don't want none of that. It's too sexual. We're like, what the fuck? You can't win. Can't win. And to be fair, they were wrong. Mum kisses his son. He didn't want none of that action. He wanted a little bit of it. No. I really didn't. We've all seen that porno. <laughs> Once like step mum. <laughs> you can get around any censor somehow. Oh yeah. Them move them pornos always have like the weirdest fucking things as well. Like, I, I wouldn't know, Trent. I Tell me more. Tom Segura that actually has a bit on it, and he's like, basically says, like the what the setup for the whole the whole scene is. You know, step bro, get out of my room. And they're like, like no, you have to blow me first. I'm like, okay, like that's that's the whole narrative of the. Thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. She's sad because you know you want to be a story in your porno as well, but we digress. <laughs> Go, no, going back to it, no, fuck your facts. For fuck me. your facts. No, 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 don't put them away, though. No, we do need them. We, we do need them. Oh, we just threw the tablet out the window. <laughs> I think you got to talk about it, because I, like, I was re-watching it, you know, all of them, 
because as we said, you have to watch all of them. If you're going to watch one, you've got to watch all three. Because yeah. it is this one ho- o- over-encompassing story that you need to watch all of it to know the full story. Yeah. I feel like I'm just re- rewording the obvious. But anyway, I'm trying to think, like, what other movie series or anything really that has set it up in that way? Like, it, that was the whole plan from get-go. And I kind of thought, I was like, oh, maybe Star Wars. I was thinking Star Wars, but then it was like, was it like four, five, six, one, two, and then even then though, I thought about like really you could probably end of the f- at the end of the first one though, like it's or the fourth one, whatever, whatever. It's still it ends. It's all happy. There's no cluing. There's no lead on to the fact that something else is going to happen. That's it. You could watch that movie go cool, happy ending, done. That's it, yeah. You don't have to watch the other ones. You can watch it standalone. Yeah. I was thinking, like, maybe, like, some of the Marvel films, like the Marvel Cinematic but you can watch them standalone as well. They don't ha- you don't have to watch them. I mean, mm. it's better if you watch them in succession, mm. but it's not... You don't have to do it that way. But with Back to the Future, you kind of have to. And so you have to watch the first, second, third one. But once you watch the first one, you're not going to walk away and be like... That was cool. Cool. They flew off in the car at the end. That's it. Fucking grease, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's that's it. That's because that's not the end. No. It's, and it's very obvious, and it made sure that you knew that wasn't the end. There's more coming. It's a great trilogy because I'm pretty sure they actually made. Well, they were they were actually making two and three simultaneously. Mm. So they're being made at the same time. So half the production crew was on one set doing that movie, and the other half was doing the other. Mm. Right, which is. Like, it's pretty unheard of. You don't really hear of people doing both sequels at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that adds more to it. Like, it was all... The whole story was there laid out, but no one's going to sit down and go to a movie and watch fucking six hours worth of fucking film in one go. I'd watch it all in one take. Oh, fuck yeah, I would, but at the time, no one's going <laughs> to... No one's going to do that at the cinema. Yeah, exactly. They charge you like 50 bucks for that. Yeah, no, it's like, I only watch one movie. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it, was actually, it was actually interesting because I did watch some of the special features on the third one because, of course, Netflix doesn't have the third movie on there. It's got the first two. And then Not I was the like... Third. And then something just clicked to me and I'm like, pretty sure I had these on fucking box set and sure enough, I did. <laughs> so I actually watched some of the special features on the third one and yeah, I think it was Zemeckis was talking about like the the struggles he was having and he feel, and why he actually felt like the second movie suffered a little bit because of it because he couldn't be there because they did film the second one and then he was off filming the third one and product, post-production and all that shit was then happening on the second one simultaneously and so he wasn't there to have as much input with the post-production going on in the second one and he feels like it did suffer because of it because he wasn't devoting all of his time to it because now he was moving on to the third one yeah, I can see that. I mean, the second one, in my opinion, is the weaker of the trilogy. Mm. Like, it, it's it's the lull between the two ones. Like, it is. Whenever you think of Back to the Future, you usually think of the first one, you know, Marty McFly going back, meeting his parents when they're young, going to the dance, playing Johnny Be Good. And then you think of the third one where it's like in the Wild West. West. Yeah. Which I think a big part of that is, do you remember those ads that used to be on at the start of like a VHS tape? Where it'd be like the people in the video store, like the family in the video store, and they'd be watching that the trailers on the TV. Yeah, yeah. And like stuff would come on, like for each one of them that they'd really get into. And like there's one bit where like Biff, or Mad Dog Tannen, 
is like saying like you're like you ain't nothing but no good go to trash or whatever and they cover the kids ears and shit because <laughs> that was that was real bad yeah, bad that's bad you can't be saying that shit go to trash go to trash yeah it's not like uh jesse the body ventura's line from predator i don't think that would have made it to the trailer shaking, oh, yeah shaking my head doesn't work on shaking your head like you don't know what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> There's a scene where they're in the chopper and he's chewing gum. Oh, he's not chewing gum. Oh, yeah, gum. he tells him... Chewing, chewing tobacco. No, yeah. And then he's like, a bunch of slack-jaw faggots around here. This shit will put... This, this shit will turn you into a sexual tyrannosaurus just like me. <laughs> yeah, you can't put that in a trailer. You really can't. You can try. Yeah, you can try. Nah, that's going trailers. Especially not nowadays. Nowadays, you couldn't say that at all. That's right. There's something wrong with it. Can't be saying can't be saying none of that. Maybe, maybe sexual tyrannosaurus is a gender. I don't know. Pro- probably I, I, fucking is. I identify as a sexual tyrannosaurus. One of the many. Anyway, back on track. Back in time, if you will. Oh. Don't do that. Oh, Hugh Lewis in the News. Mate. Hugh Lewis in the News. Heavily featured in the first movie. Yeah. Very. Very much so. They returned to that song... They want too many times, too many. Well they, well, they do the power of love, and they do back in time at the end in the in the yes. closing credits. Yeah, 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 definitely. But the thing is, they didn't just use the power of love during the opening credits. Though I'm pretty sure it popped up a couple more times throughout the movie. You know who else likes Hugh Lewis in the news? I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know in the comments when you uh if you if you figure that one out. It's not real hard if you're a bit it's of a movie not. buff. But we're going to dig into some uh, some factoids. Get into some of your factoids, yeah. All right. Hang on. I'm just getting my little uh, my little ninja card out. Oh, jeez. Look at you smashing him down, mate. Yeah, mate. Why not? It's not even 10 minutes in. You're already fucking just going at it. I've already smashed five beers. No. <laughs> they obviously went to Spielberg for some help as part of it. Um, why fucking wouldn't you? Yeah, well, that's it. They also were a bit hesitant about doing it, though, because they didn't want to... Well, Zemeckis especially didn't want to be known as... Him and his partner to be known as the guys that always go to Steven Spielberg. Because they're, like, they're friends. With Spielberg. With Spielberg, yeah. Yeah, but why wouldn't you? Yeah. Man's made some fucking rip-snorter fucking oh, movies in his time. Absolute crackers. But yeah, then they took the... They took the... The original screenplay to... Scheinberg. Sidney Scheinberg. And he wanted to change the, um, he wanted to change a lot of the stuff around. So he wanted to change it so that it was actually called Spaceman from Pluto. Which doesn't even make sense. It's a, it's a shit name for a movie. It sounds like, it sounds like a no, really... no, it hasn't like that has nothing to do with the fucking price of fish in China. It's true. But it also makes me think of like one of those really badly made black and white space movies from like <laughs> the twenties. Plan nine from out of space. Yeah. So, but some of the changes he he made to the script to the script were actually kept in, like changing Marty McFly's mum's name from Meg to Lorraine. Okay. And um, Doc Brown was originally called Professor Brown. He changed it to Doc Brown, which sounds better. does. And Doc Brown originally had a pet chimpanzee, which got changed to a dog, which, I don't know, I kind of would have liked the chimpanzee to stay in there. It would have made me think of, um, what's that one with Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. Any Which Way But Loose, with the, where he's, got the, he's the cop and he's got the monkey as the partner. That's a real movie. You're looking at me really puzzled, but that's a real movie. That's a real movie? That is 100% a real movie. Well, not the one 
with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and the chimpanzee. Nah. That is also a real movie. I can't fucking name it, but fucking eludes the One shit out of me right now. my favorite Schwarzenegger movie, Kindergarten Cop. That movie is highly underrated. Is it? It's really good. It's like, it is not a doomer. We <laughs> talk about how big his head is. Um, but yeah, they, they decided they didn't really want to go with Scheinberg because his name for the movie was fucking ridiculous. And they didn't want to... It's like, did you actually read the script? <laughs> well, the original, the idea of it was because, you know, the scene where Marty goes to his dad dressed in the, like, the hazmat suit with the guitar and everything. Oh, like, yeah. And he tries, and because he, he knows his dad was like a sci-fi nerd. So he pretends he's person from space to convince him to get the courage to go and talk to the girl and blah 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 but the idea was that he was going to be the, the comic book was going to be called spacemen from pluto and then he was going to say he was a spaceman from pluto rather than saying he was darth vader from planet vulcan <laughs> which i imagine would have like sent nerds into a massive rage <laughs> when they first saw that but yeah they, they were so worried about it. so what they did was they went to spielberg he sent a memo off to Scheinberg. Basically, it said, um, he wrote, Hi, Sid. Thanks for the, the most humorous memo. We all got a big laugh out of it. Keep them coming. He knew that, that Scheinberg would be too embarrassed to say that he wanted it to be taken seriously, the, the idea for the movie, that he would just let it go. So he just embarrassed the fuck out of this guy to shut his, his shitty idea down. This is all right. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, no, it was just a, it was just a joke. Yeah, fellas. Yeah. Joke. Sometimes, sometimes- Glad you all enjoyed it. Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to shut people down. And that's such a minor part of the film, too. Really, when it, you think about it. Yeah, like you don't want to. Like, why don't you call it like the fucking I don't know, DeLorean Man or some shit? Like that makes more sense. That actually does. It makes a lot more sense. <laughs> but his his idea, his logic behind it as well, though Scheinberg's was that there was never there'd never been a successful movie with the name with the word future in it. I'm like. Yeah, but how many, like, successful movies do you know that have Pluto in it? <laughs> to be fair, potentially found a movie name or a word that had never been in a movie title before, so therefore it was untried. Very true. And now look at it. Hell, look how wrong he was. Very, very wrong. Very, very fucking wrong. Do you know that uh, Michael J. Fox didn't actually play the guitar for the Johnny B. Good bit? They actually got a guitar teacher to come in and teach him how to make it look like he was playing the right notes, which, right chords, which kind of defeats the purpose because it's like, why don't you just fucking teach him to play the song then? Because if you're teaching him to play, look like he's playing the right chords, why don't you just teach him the fucking chords? True. But anyway, but then later on in life, he obviously, he learned how to play the guitar because there's actually a video of him. I'm not sure if it's him and Bon Jovi or it's him and someone else and they do Johnny Be Good and he actually comes out and plays the guitar. Or does he? Or does he? Does he just make it look like he's playing the guitar? We'll never know. Well, we could. We could ask him. I'm really trying not to make any jokes about Michael J. Fox right now. You're a terrible, terrible human being. I am. I am. But I own that. No, he's a good man. Hmm. Something that I saw that you found there, which I thought was pretty cool, was that they actually did give an explanation for why the Doc and Marty were friends at all. Because you've got to admit, it's a bit weird. Some weird old eccentric fucking scientist being friends with, friends with some boy. high school kid yeah it's weird it's pretty weird but no it was, a, it was a fairly good explanation I enjoyed it uh, the explanation was that he, Marty snuck into Doc's lab 
um, and was fascinated by all the cool stuff that he's found in there. Doc found him and actually thought it was cool that Marty thought his shit was cool. And so, yeah, he then hired him to be a hand around his shop, you know, help look after Einstein and clean up the workshop and everything else, which yeah, I thought nice. was, like, cool. I wonder if you could recut the whole trilogy to make it look like Doc Brown's just fucking kidnapped Marty and his family's really worried for him and make it like a psychological thriller. <laughs> Anyone who's really good at editing videos, if you can make that, we would be very much appreciated. Could. It wouldn't fit with the story, though, because, what, realistically, even though, what, the full timeline of, of it all takes place over about two or three weeks, the whole story. Yeah. But he's only missing... He's, well, he's never missing due to the wondrous fucking invention of time travel. It's pretty crazy. Hmm. I still reckon it could be done. I reckon you could. I reckon you could. You could make it look You could definitely make edit it, it around creepy. and like, make it a different movie altogether, but yeah, or definitely. Um, interesting fact about Tom Wilson, who plays Biff Tannen. Um, he actually carries a card with him that answers frequently asked questions by fans because <laughs> it would get pretty fucking tiring after a while. It was what be the biggest thing he's been in. Oh, yeah. I think you sent me a link to a video where he actually sings a song about... Frequently the, Asked Questions. Frequently Asked Questions, which is pretty cool. It was. It was uh, pretty good. He actually seems like a really good guy. Like, he's completely different to fucking Biff Tannen. Yeah. I'd actually like to see him in a movie. They should, like, make a movie with, like, him and Billy Zabka, who played the bad guy in Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid. Yeah. Um, and then just like like heaps of like really like dick cut characters from the eighties and put them in a movie where they're like a crime fighting hero team. You could. That's yeah. something. That's something that probably would have been made in the eighties if they had thought of it. Probably. I mean, it's, it's just I don't know. It's like the Expendables, but not. Yeah. Look how much money that made. The Dependables. I don't fucking know. The Dependables. <laughs> the Deplorables. <laughs> that's that's better. That's actually actually it actually fits. Yeah, that's much better. But let's go through the. I mean, let's go through the timeline in a bit, a little bit of like in in depth. So you've got first movie. All right, first movie. So we start off nineteen eighty five. Let's 95. do that. So we start nineteen eighty five. Marty goes back to nineteen fifty five. Fifty five. Fifty five. Thirty years prior. Mm-hmm. Maths, and goes to help. And nearly fucks up. Nearly his fucks own up his fucking... whole existence. <laughs> nearly completely like writes everything off. And then, because he, he wasn't meant to go back in time. It was an accident. He was, mm. only, he was only meant to go back like a couple of seconds and he went back. Well, he wasn't meant to go back in time at all. He was trying to get away from the fucking Libyan... Libyan or Armenian? One of them. One of those He was trying countries. to get yeah, rid of the like, warmongers or wherever it was that fucking Doc Brown had got the fucking... The terrorists that were coming up. <laughs> yeah. Let's call a spade a spade. They were fucking terrorists. <laughs> they, were, they were terrorists. I mean, that fucking rocket launcher that for rocket fuck's launches. sake. <laughs> Which is... A little bit over the top, but... Yeah, a little overkill. Um, Especially taking, like, one... Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. Oh, fuck. I only watched it, like, fucking last week. I don't think he meant to go back at all. He just he just started flooring. He's just trying to get away. And next thing you know, he's... He's In not 1955. 1955. And then, yeah, nearly completely cocks everything up. Kisses his mum. <laughs> Look, we're going to circle back to that. <laughs> she kisses him. She kisses him. Whatever. They kiss. Um, yeah, Cal- that, that bit's true. Cal- Calvin Klein was written it. on his underwear, and uh, and then ended up having to like sort of basically coach his dad to fucking sack up and be a man. 
Hmm. Most thing I must say about the first movie is I do like all the little, not super, but like all the little things that are put in place or just that are mentioned or you see in the background, which all kind of come full circle to all the different things that start taking place, like the things that they mention and his mum's telling them how they met because the dad hit them. His dad, her dad hit, you know what I mean? Yeah. With the car. And it's just like, and she says, I never know why we're out there. Find out, we find out when money goes back in time it's because he was fucking peeping Tom. Yeah. And it's like all those little things that sort of come together. I think also help make, especially the first movie, you don't see as much in the later ones. I think they've put a lot more emphasis on the time travel aspect of it in the first one with those little details changing and what changed. But I think they did that really well in the first one. Yeah. No, it really it really ticked all the boxes there. I love I love the end, like the end part of it where he's like, you know, where um, his dad, George, pulls, pulls Biff out of the car. And he's like, get your damn hands off her. And then <laughs> fucking laces him. <laughs> the, the whole, you know, staring at his yeah, fist. Yeah. It like starts to turn into it. You know, his open hands. It he's starts like, to he's like Hulk and up. Yeah. <laughs> and then... It's like, I'm not going <laughs> to... He can almost have... He's like, I can't control it anymore. Like, the way that scene goes there, you can do a voiceover of that as his hand just starts turning into a fist and yeah. lays him out. Lays him real good. And then... Uh, they're Which is, you know what? I find it funny. Now, thinking about this, actually, it's not funny. It's actually pretty fucking... Pretty bad. Disney rejected the movie because Marty and his mum were going to kiss... Whereas in the next scene, she's almost getting fucking raped. Yeah, that wasn't the problem. That wasn't the problem. Man, Disney has no beef with rape. They made Pocahontas. <laughs> Whoa! Or even in, even in Hunchback of Notre Dame, they heavily hint that the main fucking priest dude was going to, like, rape Esmeralda if he couldn't have his way. <laughs> like, apparently Disney's cool with that shit, but just, just not cool with a little bit of mum-son mm. love. Yeah, no, mum, son, love. Not cool. No dice. Even if it's consensual. Even if it's consensual. <laughs> right? All G. Go for it. Again, this is Disney's stance. This is not ours. <laughs> um, yeah, so then that happens. Then you get that sort of bit where Marty's playing along in the band because the dude cuts his hand and then didn't mean for that to rhyme. And then they're playing like playing like some real like 50s classics like Earth Angel and, and stuff like that. And then he busts out the old Johnny be good and like it looks like everyone's having a good time and then at the end of that is all staring him like the fuck <laughs> and uh, the, the classic scene where the guy with the cut hands like on the phone he's like it's your brother it's your cousin Marvin Marvin Barry you know that new sound you've been listening for you've been looking for well listen to this that's good like gives Chuck Berry Johnny be good yeah so that all happens and it all comes right they come back to the present time and then Doc shows up in the flying DeLorean or as I like to call it, <gasps> no. Florian. Oh, Continue. <laughs> and, then, and then we get ready for the second movie. Well, the second movie picks up from there and they, they go to the future. First movie title still makes sense because, like, I went back, then went to the future. Well, yeah, because he needs to get back to the future because yeah. he's in the past. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, so then they go to the future, the future future, and... Marty somehow finds a way to nearly completely fuck that up as well because he leaves his sports almanac or whatever it is in the... Oh, no, that was, that, was left, that was left in the past. No, so... 
Biff overhears Doc and Marty talking. So they've so they've gone back. So they've already altered 1985. The original present 1985 has been altered because Marty in the first film because Marty's dad got a backbone. Yeah. And then Biff's no longer this guy pushing him around and making him do all this shit for him. What what, what else changed? His brother. He's no longer work like a fast food worker. He's like a banker or whatever. Yeah, but I think much really changed for his sister to tell you the truth. Their whole life gets better though. Yeah, their whole life gets better. Biff's gets worse. So Biff there's a trade off. Biff's yeah. now like fucking subservient. Yeah, to them. Biff overhears them talking and he's like, "What the fuck?" Picks up the almanac out of the trash, which uh, Doc had just thrown in there because he was like, "Marty, you can't do that." And then he catches a hover cab. Do you have anything cool for that? No, man. <laughs> um, follows them and st- steals the DeLorean and goes back to 1955 to give his past self the almanac and tells him to make bets on that. You'll get rich, bitch. Yeah. And then, so then that basically fucks up the whole future, though. It does. Biff, like, miraculously, second movie, Crispin Glover's dead. <coughs> More ways than one. <laughs> More ways than one. We'll, we'll touch on that We'll later. touch on that later. Future's all fucked up. Marty's dad's actually been killed. By Biff. By Biff. Again, then, we, we warned you people. And then Biff's with Marty's mum. Yep. Apparently she's just fucking throwing it around to everyone at this stage. Marty, she has to. Otherwise, George, Biff. She, well, she mentions. She, can, she has to stay with Biff because Biff threatens to cut all the kids off. Because he's rich, bitch. He is. And they have like all that the like real crazy shit going on with the like the um like the movie theaters and stuff like that. Remember that I remember in like in the future like the movie the preview for the front of the movie is like a hologram of the oh, movie. Oh, that big like Jaws seventeen, 17 or whatever, or whatever it fucking yeah. was, and that massive holographic shark <clears throat> jumps out and because yeah, he could because he goes back. They do go back in the second one. They go back to the fifties. Because then they have that scene where... Well, they have to. Because then they have to go all the way back to before Biff got the almanac. Because they can't go anywhere else in the timeline because it'll just already have been altered. So then you go back and stop him from getting the almanac from changing. Fix all that. To stop the future from changing. There's that sick scene where uh, Marty snaps the top off of that that shitty homemade scooter and turns it into a skateboard. (laughs) Which is pretty sick. That Uh, was the first one. Is that the first movie? That's the, the first movie. movie. I thought it was the second movie. No, that's the first movie because in the second movie, they kind of redo that same, same but that's with the hoverboard. Oh, that's right. He's got the hoverboard and then he's, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since I watched the trilogy. And then we went, then he went, so he goes back to the future. They're in the future. They do the... Fuck up time. Fuck line. up time. Well, go Beef back. goes back and changes yeah. the future. They go back, fix all of that. And then, so everything's all G. And then he goes on to the third film. Hmm. I want to start pointing out inconsistencies inconsistencies go all right so biff's a bit of a fucking idiot right mm-hmm. that's established how did he even know how to use the delorean to travel through time I don't know. how do you know he had to speed up to 88 kilometers to make it fucking 88 miles per hour 88 miles whatever freedom units mate <laughs> fuck off <laughs> i don't know there's always not an inconsistency but it's just maybe something that wasn't very well thought out there is the fact that he just managed to get the fuck in the prick and do it. Don't worry, I've got a big one in the third one. you got a big one in the oh, third one. I actually one. do. It's actually something I noticed and I was like, that doesn't track. But anyway. Right. 
So then third one, Marty gets a letter. Then did we finish the second one though? Well, you finish the second one. Well, we can't go to the third if we haven't finished the All second. Right. Finish it off for me. So, so they have to go back. They stop Biff from getting the almanac. He eats shit again. Literally. I think every every film, every film he ends up eating shit. Yeah. So to go back, that's right. Because that's right. That's right. Also, it's the fact that Jennifer went to the future with them, and she saw her future self and the kids. We see Marty get fired because he still because he had the accident. You need to go back. So we come back to that as well. Ah, and she finds because she and she finds out, even though Marty was good and stuff, he has an accident, which stops his, which fucks up his hand or his arm, and so he can't play guitar anymore. So he can't play guitar, and he ends up becoming another pushover like his dad anyway. Right, and then that's right. So when they go back to the present, so 1985, it's all changed because Biff's already gone now and taken the almanac back. Which changed the present. They're all like, it's all weird and crazy, and they just, they just fucking leave her on a, like the, um, like balcony swing chair. Yeah, because she's like, she, like, she faints or something, and then they. She faints because she sees her future self. Yeah. And, and then they're like, yeah, she'll be fine here. That's you know, it. It's not like there's any rapists in the neighborhood, Biff. <laughs> well, no, well, no, but there's a very fucking dodgy neighborhood. Um, yeah, and the thing was, I remember it was, I was already watched them with Liz, and she said, she's like, what about Jennifer? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're going back to the past so they can change the present. She won't be there. It won't be like that when they come back. And literally, they make that point. Because Marty points out, he's like, what about Jennifer? We just left her on that fucking swing. And Doc's like, doesn't matter if we go back and do this properly, she'll be everything will go back to normal. She'll be she, she won't be there, yeah. Can't do that anymore. Hmm. I just want to point out another great character that appears throughout all three which is the fucking principal yeah and the fact oh the fact that he's he's still the principal in 1955 and it's just like he hasn't aged a bit it's like been 30 fucking years <laughs> he doesn't age <laughs> it is a cracker they go back get the almanac back off biff he can't make his bets doesn't come filthy rich and goes back to being a bitch puts everything back to the way it was yeah, so it fixes everything. Fixes everything. Right. And then they go back to the future. So they went back to 1955. So they go back to 1985. And then Doc Brown's like, that's right, he disappears. That's right, he gets struck by lightning. Disappears. And then out in the middle of nowhere, this bloke rocks up with a letter for Marty, which he's had since 1885, to mm. give to, with instructions to give it to him at that moment. And then, finds out that boom. Doc went all the way back to the old old frontier mm-hmm. and he left the DeLorean in a cave not too far away. Convenient. Go back to 1955 May again and get him to fix that one up again so that you can get back to the future. Then he finds out that uh, old Doc Brown died a week after I in the letter and so he gets him to send him back to 1985. Which is uh, problematic. And this is where the next inconsistency in the third movie is. Ooh. Okay. I think this is actually a pretty big one. So, on the tombstone for Doc Brown, it says there, it says, you know, da-da-da, over, like, $70 and $75 or something. Mm. And something about, and loved by Clara, which is his love that he finds in the third movie. Yeah. Now, that's actually impossible. Because 
before Marty goes back, we find out that Clara died before she ever met the Doc. True. Because the ravine's called Clara Ravine, and the only reason that she doesn't die is because they're there, and they save her from falling into the ravine and dying. Yeah. Which means that she couldn't have been. True. Very true. That's a, that's a big plot hole. That is a very, very big plot hole. I like the third one, though. I like, third? No, the third one was good. I like I like the idea of it. It's, um, nah, it's awesome. Just everything in it. Like, there's actually been, you know, the, the wake-up juice? Yeah, yeah, that was that would have been nasty. There's shit. actually been a few YouTube videos where different cocktail guys have actually made them and made versions of it, and it's um apparently it's pretty it's pretty nasty, but it also it'd definitely cure a hangover because it's cool. just that right sort of like it's got a little bit of booze in it, so it's got the hair of the dog, it's got the hot sauce in it, so yeah, spicy stuff's good for when you're hungover. It's got the egg in it, which is sort of like rich, which, you know, like greasy food sort of stuff is rich and it helps you feel better. So it's got a lot of all that stuff in it, but it'd just be fucking mm. nasty to get down. It should be a struggle. Or like after they first give it to him and then he just like, you know, shoots up and runs out to the water trough out the front. And he kind of just slumps back again. And Marty's like, what didn't work? He's like, no, nah, no, nah, that was just like gay. Oh, not gag reflex, but he's just like, no, nah, no. Nah. Just a side effect. Yeah. But yeah. It, I think it's pretty cool, like, when he goes to the he goes to the bar and he's sort of there having a drink and whatever, and then Mad Dog Tannen comes up to him and he's like, What's your name, boy? And he's like, Clint Eastwood. Like, that's the worst name for a cowboy I've ever heard. <laughs> it's true. It's so funny. Mm. Also, like the uh, the outfit that uh, 1955 Doc Brown gives him as well. And yeah. He like, gets there and they're just like, what are you wearing? Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he, yeah. He's uh, he's very fabulous. He's a fabulous cowboy. <laughs> very. I didn't actually realize until watching the third one later in life that the lady that, the actress that plays Clara mm. is the mum from Step Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was like, yeah, it's funny. She was also in uh, Will Forte TV, Last Man on Earth. Yep. It's one of the main actors in that as well. And you thought Christopher Lloyd was dead. I, I actually did. I actually thought Christopher Lloyd was dead. I thought he died a few years ago. Now, we should probably circle back to what we brought up earlier about Crispin Glover. Yeah. So, they were in the second film, we were a bit all over the shop with this one this episode but in the second film two actors are replaced so the actress that plays Jennifer is replaced by Elizabeth Shue who was pretty big in the 80s she had a yeah it made sense and then Crispin Glover was replaced by I can't remember the dude's name but replaced by someone else due to contract disagreements and it's it's funny because like Crispin Glover says that he was getting they offered him half of what all the other actors were getting for the sequels and he didn't think that was right so he like kicked up a stink and then they fired him well they they they, they, they decided he decided not to do it they walked he walked away and he said it was also due to the fact that he didn't like the direction the films were going he didn't like the fact that marty and his family were being financially rewarded for fucking with time 
as opposed to being rewarded with you know everything being okay and with love and all that sort of shit mm. which well, I can sort of see an argument for but that's what, what, what happened at the end of the first one though it's a bit of a no argument if you ask me yeah because nothing in regards to their outcome at the end of the second one nothing's different nothing has changed from how it ended in the first one if anything it's slightly worse yeah well that is true but the good thing that came out of all of that was because they blatantly replaced Crispin Glover in the second and third movie. Which blew me out because I thought it was really weird because I watched both the movies and I didn't even think anything of it. And then I was like looking through and saw that he was only credited for the first movie. I'm like, what? I fucking I saw him. He was in the second movie. Yeah, but they used, they used footage from the first film in the second one to sort of try and patch it together a bit. Mm. And then the actor, they got to replace him. They used prosthetics, like made his chin more yeah. shapely and everything like that. And to try to obscure his face as much as possible as well. And like by putting glasses, like sunglasses on him and things like that, trying mm. to make him look more like him without looking, without looking like who he actually is. And because of that, Chris Glover sued them. And because they were using his likeness without his permission... And it's now set a precedent for actors to be able to do that mm. if studios or producers fuck them over. Because, mm, yeah, there's no... They end up settling it out of court. But, yeah, it did set a yeah, precedent to not be able to... If you do something and you're part of the first part of a production but they're not part of the second one, they can't just try and... Stooge you over it. Stooge, yeah, if they, especially if they're going to use some, do, do something within regards to your likeness or something to keep a consistence for them. You know, yeah, basically you need to be compensated in some way if they're then going to do so. But yeah, honestly, I watched the second one. I didn't even think anything of it. It wasn't until I realised that he wasn't credited in the second one that I was like, well, then who the fuck did I just see? They do a really good job of hiding the fact that he's not in the movie. Like they, mm. the prosthetics and everything, the guy looks and sounds Yeah, like exactly. Him. I didn't I didn't even think twice about it. It's, yeah, it's crazy. But it's, that's how you get fucking sued. <laughs> it's also... <laughs> Masterclass in how to get your ass sued. How to get your ass sued. I like the train in the in the third one too. Like time traveling train. That's sick. Mm, that was cool. I actually looked into buying a DeLorean. Did you really? I, I reckon purely based off the fact that they're in that movie and there was a. I think there was a limited production of them as well. Their fucking value would be ridiculous. I saw a thing. You know, like normally when you buy a car, you want to buy a car with the lowest case possible. Mm. With DeLoreans, apparently, you, I can't remember if it was 30000 or 80000 Big The big difference, I know, but I can't remember which one it was. And you want to buy one that's over that amount of Ks because apparently they all had this really bad problem where they're like, they'd overheat and fuck up really bad at a certain amount of Ks. So if they got over that, you knew that the person had obviously fixed the problem and got it yeah, to run okay. properly. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it was interesting. Hmm. They're not, they're not worth a mint, though. Like, they're not as like worth as much as you'd think they'd be. Yeah, I thought just purely the fact that there's not that many of them out there and for collectors, for people who obviously like the movies, I assume that would have added, probably did add something to the value, maybe not as much as I thought it would have done then. I thought it was given the fact that they're, yeah, they're not that common. It's not like they were mass produced or anything and they're easily to, easy to get and because of the collection status behind them just from being the car that was in Back to the Future, it would have, that, that, in itself would have given it heaps of value. You'd think so. I'm just actually Googling what they're worth. Mm. 1981 DeLorean DMC-12 Auto, 88 grand. Yeah, okay. Which is reasonable, but not 
No, not as big as I thought. I thought you would have been talking into the hundreds, so. Yeah. You go harvest and DeLorean? No. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the third film? Back to the third film. So, third film, Marty's now gone. Real far back. He's gone a century back now. Way, way back. To save the doc and let him know that in a week, he gonna die. You gonna die. And doc's like, you can't be telling me that shit. He's like, well, if I don't, you're gonna die. Like, well, guess what? Just did sport. And it's also, and I mean, you gotta, you gotta admit, doc's consistent. He actually knows exactly what causes, what fucks up Marty's life for him. And he hadn't told him. Hadn't told him. We have a dick move. Real dick move. Obviously, we haven't drawn this comparison yet. We may have done in the episode we covered it on, though. There's a massive, like, link between Back to the Future and Rick and Morty. Yes, there is. Do we draw attention to that in the actual episode? Potentially. Listen to that episode and let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking about the original... I don't even know if you call it pilot cartoon... That was made Doc and Marty. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, that was really fucked up, yeah. Speaking of cartoons, though, there is an animated series. There is. Back to the Future. There is. 13 episodes of. 13 episodes. And the guy that does the voice of Doc Brown does the voice of another famous TV cartoon character. Dan Castaneda is the voice of Doc Brown. He's also the voice of Homer Simpson. Yeah, Dan. I know, right? Very different voices. Very, very different voices. <laughs> um, I don't know why they didn't just get Christopher Lloyd to do it. Probably didn't want to. It was like, fuck yeah. it. Fuck I'm you. done with that shit. Has he done much other than that, though? Does he have to? Yeah, true. Mm, he has. Well, obviously, I did look him up after I <laughs> realised that he wasn't dead. What about in the third movie, that fucking gigantic contraption that he makes just to make ice? Yeah, that was huge. That's fucking... That's me to a T. Like, I love putting ice in drinks. I thought it's best if I put an ice in drinks, because if I say I love ice, people will just think I'm a fucking meth head. Oh, I thought you have. I'm glad I don't realise that anymore, though. No, I've got too many teeth for that shit, man. He's not looking good. He's he's not aged well. No, he's done a fair bit. Anything that we know him from? Hey, played Judge Doom in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah, he did too. Man, I haven't watched that in years. That's funny, because one of the... I think it was one of the writers. I don't think it was Zemeckis. I think it was the other one. Um, he... Dale. Yeah. Pretty sure he was one of the writers for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I, what I was watching um, some of the deleted scenes, or outtakes, sorry, outtakes, um, on Switch Switch for the third movie. A scene where Marty's great-great-great-grandfather walks into the hut the night that he's staying there with him and he just walks in he's got a fucking massive like Roger Rabbit fucking doll just does something stupid with it I was like that's fucking random but now it makes more sense that makes more sense not as random anymore Uncle Festa oh yeah he was Uncle Festa oh Switchblade Sam and Dennis the Menace he was too man I think you forget because like you sort of in your or in my mind anyway like, I always, when I think of Christopher Lloyd, the first thing that pops to my mind is Doc Brown. Like, I picture mm. him as Doc Brown. And it's hard to think of him as other characters. This one you wouldn't know him of. He was in the Hey Arnold, the movie. He was the uh, coroner. Would never have known that, but okay. There's been a few video games of Back to the Future as well. There was a TV series. 
Or is it the animated series? This is the animated series, but it's trying to say that Christopher Lloyd did the voice for Doc Brown. That's incorrect. Also, it's the 26 episodes. Interesting. Ah. I think it had actual appearances from Christopher Lloyd, like live action, like him. It wasn't just all animated. Ah. So he actually made appearances as himself in the cartoon series. Some for whatever fucking reason. They did that a bit back in the day, though. They did, yeah. So he actually made appearances as himself. He's done a lot of cameos in TV series as well. He's been in It's Always Sunny. He must like the guys from It's Always Sunny. He's also appeared in AP Buyer. I don't remember him being in that, but I'm sure he would have been. Pretty sure it says he was in the episode Melvin. I'm pretty sure he's like the old the old dude across the street or whatever from Oh, the one lives. where he's going to war with. Yeah. War with. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if we go through some. I'll go through some of the uh, some of the video games that are Back to the Future in the Back to the Future franchise. So there's Back to the Future, the game itself, that was on the Amstrad, CPC, Commodore sixty four, and ZX Spectrum, as well as Back to the Future two, part two, sorry, on the Amiga, Amstrad, CPC, Atari ST, Commodore sixty four, DOS, ZX Spectrum. Back to the Future Part 3 was part of all as well. Back to the Future Blitz Through Time was a 2010 Facebook game. Yeah, right. Guessing it's probably like Bejeweled or some shit. No, probably. Back to the Future game was a Telltale Games made by Telltale Games. Hmm. Console. I did, I did want to get that. I never played it, but I did want to get that. Then it was just like a fucking, like, click and interact sort of fucking game though in the end. I yeah. Didn't kind of, yeah. It's all like Broken Sword. Yeah. Didn't, didn't, yeah. Couldn't justify spending the money on it. So Back to the Future and Back to the Future's part one, part two and three, sorry, were released on the NES. Part two was released on the Sega Master System. Part three was on the Sega Genesis and Master System, also known as the Mega Drive, the Genesis. Back to the Future part two, part two was released on the Super Famicom, which is what the Super Nintendo was called in Japan. And it's a Japanese release only. Um, there's a game, the Back to the Future game that was released in 2010 for the PS3, PS4, Wii, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. I think that was the Telltales game, wasn't it? Mm, I'm not sure if that's that one or not. Also, in Lego Dimensions, you can get. I actually wouldn't have minded getting that. Actually, that would be cool because you got to, I think you actually got to make like a little fucking DeLorean and shit out of Lego. No, man, this is actually. Yeah, so this was the Telltale one. That's correct. There's obviously pinball machines and things like that as well. And there's actually a pack you can get on the PlayStation Store for Little Big Planet 3. It's a story pack for a Back to the Future themed level, and you can get little Back to the Future themed sock boy skins. Yeah, right. Do you ever play any Little Big Planet? Not really, no. It's infuriating, diffi- infuriatingly difficult for a kid's game. Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure aren't they about to release another one with PS5? Rachel likes those. She likes to play them with me, and then she gets over it, and then I end up finishing them. Classic. Yeah. Bring it back. We haven't done, I guess, what it really goes on in the third movie yet either. True. All right. So let's really drill down on the plot from the third film. Just do we do a quick recap? Quick recap. All right. Go. I'll do it. Okay. So, crazy scientist builds time machine, attacked by terrorists, young friend, friend. drives time machine. <laughs> Drive time machine accidentally goes back 30 years to 1955 does a whole bunch of shit nearly fucks up his existence has to get his parents back together 
travels back to the future. Whoa, back to the future. To 1985. Gets there. As soon as he gets back, Doc rocks up and goes, holy shit, come with me to the future because your kid's a fuck up. Mm-hmm. So they go to the future, say his kid for me to fuck up, inadvertently fuck everything fucks, up again. fucks the last 60 years up, creating a completely different future all over again. So they have to go back to 1955, fix that fuck up up, and then get Marty back to 1985. Just about to do that, they find out that the doc from the original 1985 time has somehow sent himself back a hundred years to 1885. And so the one-time trip that they now have to use in the time machine to get Marty back to 1985, they use to get him back to 1885 so he can go and save the doc who they found out is going to die very, very soon in, 19, in 1885. Yep, that covers pretty much everything. Now we're here. Now we're here. <laughs> Best summary ever. It was, pretty, it was a pretty solid summary. So Good Marty summary, yeah. basically arrives in 1885, in, I think like September 2nd. Yes, it's in, in September. It's yep. very good. I don't know about the date. Um, in the middle of like the cavalry chasing down a fuckload like, fuck mm. of Indians, mm. which is pretty intense. It is. He drives the fuck out of that... Uh, DeLorean then meets up with Seamus and Maggie McFly a little bit of uh, Irish heritage in old Marty and then basically runs gets into some shit with uh, Mad Dog Buford Tannen Gold who then tries to lynch Marty again Mm. don't know why Disney passed up on it um I wouldn't go as far as say tries to say pretty fucking successfully did it if it wasn't for the doc rocking up with his fucking eagle eye and shooting the fucking rope from like 100 meters away, which is pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. That gun's got some serious mods on it, though. <laughs> yeah, Marty would have died. Oh, yeah. 100% would have died. Basically, Marty gets roped into like a fucking duel with Buford in, in like two days' time or something like that. Which is never good. You never want to get roped into a duel. That's right. Unless you know you're going to win. In which case, fucking do that shit. You know you're going to win. Who fucking cares? They can't use the DeLorean as it in its current state because tyres are fucked. It's fucked. And fun fact about 1885, didn't have tyres. Couldn't just go to the uh, old fucking mm. Bob Jane team art. Don't, think that, was, don't even think that was the main issue, though. The real issue was that they cut the fuel line and they didn't have fuel. Fuel, another big problem. That, that was the problem. I don't know, man. You need tyres. You need tyres for the car. They had tyres, though. They didn't have tyres. They put wheels on it. Wheels are not tyres. But they had tyres, though. There's nothing wrong with the tyres that were the tires on the car. All the tyres are fucked. No. Oh, no, they fucked them off and they put the wheels on. Yeah, they put the, the train track train wheel on, wheels yeah. on. Yeah, on no, the, the fact track. that the when uh, Marty was trying to get away, he cut the fuel line. Or oh, he went, the fuel over line rope, out. went over a rope or so, uh, rock or something. And sorry, it's and something, yeah, he went over yeah. something and it pulled, ripped the fuel line. And so they had no fuel. It's like, but I thought it ran on... Res- on recycled fucking waste. It's like, no, the time machine works on, on that. The engine. The engine still runs on gasoline. This is a bit of an oversight by Doc, really. <laughs> if you're going to fix one thing, why not make it all run on the same shit? Oh, well, it wasn't broke, so it didn't fix it. Yeah, fair. So they had to find a way to get the, uh, the DeLorean up to 88 miles per hour. It proved very fucking difficult for them. I'm pretty, they, they actually tried rolling it down a big fuck off hill at one stage, didn't they? They took some horses out. Horses were no good. 
I actually think they did try pushing it down a hill. It'd have to be a big fucking hill for it to get to that speed. They have a very long hill too. Yeah. And I mean, then I reckon you'll be pushing it. But with the time machine to work, do the wheels have to be going at 88 miles per hour to bring the gauge up to there? I'll let you think about that. Because like, just fucking just drive into the ravine and hope that you fucking hit 88 miles an hour in free fall. I'll let you think about that. You should be able to answer that question yourself. Yeah, it does need to be. The wheels do need to bring the gauge because the meter has to the meter has to go up, doesn't it? You look at me like I'm retarded. Can't say that word. It's a hover car. Oh yeah. And why were we talking about tires before? I don't know, man. You pulled them up. Oh, I don't know. I got I got I got fixated on the tires. You really did. Yeah. Maybe because they changed them. Well, they changed the wheels. They looked really weird. I think I think I might have like Mandela affected myself into thinking like the tires get all shredded and shit. No, nah, definitely don't. They don't. They do take them off though. Mm. I mean, they look ridiculous when he travels back to 1885 because the tires had to put on them in 1955. But yeah, then they fuck them off completely and put like train track tires on them, wheels. Yeah, but it's a hover car. Well, not anymore. It was a hover car. It was a hover car. I've really fucked that up. <laughs> anyway, um. They saved Clara. Yep. She was going to fall in the ravine and get a ravine named after her. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's pretty cool. It's pretty, I mean, she's right. No ravine named after her anymore, is there? Yeah. Kind of fucked her life up. Ooh. Not really. Saved not really. No, 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 <laughs> not really. <laughs> um, save Clara. Doc falls in love. Gets uh, smitten as fuck, as he a young people does. say. He does. He even starts throwing some of his own principles out the window over this glass. Yeah. Just, just goes to show... Women will make you do crazy things. Mm-hmm. And then they have the big barn dance. That's right. Which is when uh, Marty and Mad Dog's big showdown gets called. Yeah. Doesn't Marty show off he's like really good with the gun because he's been playing that quick draw fucking arcade game for so yeah, long? Yeah, he does. And the bloke, like, after the um, like standoff gets called, bloke goes up and goes, Here, I want you to have this gun. Hope you know that if you lose, we'll be taking that back. Yeah, it's like, don't get too attached to it, motherfucker. Yeah. It's also, um, see, they're like eating like pies out of those pie tins and they're called like Frisbee's pies. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and then he ends up using it as a Frisbee to knock the gun out of Mad Dog's hand to stop him from shooting the dock. Yeah. Love a good Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee. You seen that Ultimate shit? Fr- nah, man. Have you ever seen like, where they like... I've heard about it, but I've never actually seen have it. Have you never actually seen it? Fuck, they get out there and they take that shit serious as fuck. No, out there, like, like the fucking like, like it's like you're playing like touch footy. We got like the fucking tags on inside that you got to get rather than tackling them because yeah. they're soft. Yeah, I think you got like things like that on you. They're they're fucking throwing the frisbee and like getting all in there, and they got to fucking throw it in the goals and shit. When I used to go fair, like camping with my family, we used to play extreme frisbee, where we would just like it would be literally like you would have two teams opposite each other. The idea was to throw the frisbee either as hard or just out of the other person's reach. Couldn't be ridiculously out of their reach to try and make them not be able to catch it. Then we played in the dark. We strapped a glow stick to a Frisbee and then pelted that. And that was scary as fuck because like sometimes you could see the glow stick, sometimes you couldn't and it just come fucking pelting at you. <laughs> Good time. Extreme Frisbee. Extreme Frisbee. It's going to be a thing. Probably not. They're trying to fix the DeLorean and then they realize the only way they're going to get it to go to that speed is steam train, steam engine. The train, yeah. The train. And even then, there's fucking pushing it. Because fucking train conductor is like that. They're like, but how fast can you use? Like, you know, good conditions, engine hot as fuck. 90 miles? Like, ooh, maybe. Maybe. 
look, maybe he's good enough. Yeah. When you're stuck in, you know, when you're stuck in the Wild West, maybe he's good enough. You can accept a maybe. Hmm. I also like it when uh, Doc has to go and he's trying to let Clara go because he has to go back to the future because he realizes that he can't stay. It's just like, if you don't love me, why don't you just say you don't need to make up some story? It's just like rough. Yeah. It takes it pretty harsh. Then she ends up following them and getting on the train. I like the fact that Doc makes his fucking super concoction logs that heat the boiler up mm. like super hot as fuck. That's no, blow the fuck out of it by the end of it. Yeah. But then when they do get back to the future or present, 1985... Doc's modified the train again, and it's fucking hover train. It's true. I like how they delayed a little bit before they show you that, though. Like, obviously, the, the real train comes through because they, they're still on the tracks, and that fucks the DeLorean up. Like, that DeLorean got fucked up. She's foobard. Oh, fully, fully fucking foobard. Yeah. And you think, oh, yeah, that's cool. They actually go around and do a fair bit of stuff, and then I don't even know how they end up back at the train track when the Doc returns because they've actually gone and done a fair bit of stuff by the time he rocks up again in the fucking they, well, they train were gonna, they were going to race yeah like, I'm pretty sure he's going on he's stopped he didn't do the race which fucks his hand which up which would have caused his accident mm. yeah. and stuff and then somehow they end up back at the train track but it's like a few, fair few hours if not even the next day after um they've returned yeah and the doc just rocks up in his fucking hover train modified train also I do love the bloke uh, that plays uh, Future Marty's boss, as well as the bloke that he was meant to race against. Yeah. Do you know who that is? No. You don't? I was trying to find the character's name. Uh, Needles. Yeah. It was Flea. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I was looking at I was like, fuck, I recognise that prick. Why? It's like that face, something about that face looks familiar. I've never really seen him in anything before, because he's not really in many things. And he's, but it's Flea. It was Flea, yeah. So they come back with the, come back in the train... Doc and Clara now have fucking kids as well, which is weird. Called Jules and Vern. Jules and Vern. After they bonded over Jules Vern. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, like, because it, it's not, like you said, it's only been, it's really only been in modern time. It's only been like a couple of hours, maybe a day. But now, because Doc's obviously been traveling through time, he's gone out of fucking family and knocked out a couple of rugrats. No, he's been on me, yeah. Oh, I think it's more weird that he knew that they were going to still be at the train track. Like, why didn't he rock up at... Like, if he could travel through time, he knew exactly what time they actually really arrived back there. Mm. Why take the gamble on guessing that they were going to be there again at another time? Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Not really. But, hey. We're picking a lot of plot holes in this, in this trilogy. You know. I think the Clara one's a big one, though. It is a big one. That is a big, big, big plot hole. And it's um, hard to unsee. So, thanks for that, cunt. Soz. Just didn't make So, I was like, well, if she felt then, dot, how did she leave the note on the... What? Have to ruin everything, Josh. Oh, well. They should do their time travel better. They get shouted out in a lot of things. Whenever, pretty much when any movie talks about time travel, they usually find a way to reference Back to the Future in some way. That's true. I think it's because it... It popularised it, really, didn't it? The idea of time travel. It did. Which hadn't really been done. Even though the original idea was not for a DeLorean at all, but for a fridge that time, that was going to time travel, which kind of makes me think of Bill and Ted with the phone box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, the idea was, yeah, they were gonna, it was a fridge that Marty would time travel in. 
Why a fucking freeze? It's so fucking random. It's weird. And then look, <laughs> one thing you told me to do: get into a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I've been in a fridge, but I digress. When you and, and then when that when he was trying to come back to the future in the first film, the way they were going to do it was they were going to put the fridge out in Nevada where they test the nuclear weapons, and it was going to get hit by a nuclear weapon, which was going to give it enough power to transport him back to the future. They realised that was going to cost them a lot of money to make that with special effects and shit like that. So Steven Spielberg actually ended up doing similar things and referencing both those things in Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Yeah, right. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or whatever it's called. The one, of the, the worst Indiana Jones movie. And then, yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I've he, never heard of it. He hides in the fridge to avoid a nuclear bomb. Like the, the fridge protects him. Yeah, right. And that's actually referenced in fallout as well there's a you find a fridge with someone in it it's like a skeleton and they've just got like a fedora sitting next to them yeah right i am okay yeah mm-hmm. a little bit of history on the the whole time travel fridge thing there we go well, that's it yeah that's uh that's it for the back to the futures futures to the back cookies fortune nice but uh fun episode I enjoy going back and rewatching. Reliving it. I didn't yeah. get a chance to rewatch them all, but I'm going to rewatch them all in the next couple of days. I think. How did you not? Mate, I have a lot of stuff to do. But yeah, I guess we should probably talk about what we're going to be doing next. And coming up next for your listening pleasure. So obviously, our next episode is going to be from the Hats, which will be what is it? Trent? Assassin's Creed game series. Mm-hmm. Matilda for the film, and Hey Hey It's Saturday for the TV show. Fuck, I've done well there. You did very well. Yeah. Was... <laughs> you you were looking at that smug look on your face, like oh no, no, he's not going to fucking remember this shit. Oh, and the best bit was, like, I was you like, didn't I, remember, I, I like, didn't remember oh, all of them either. Oh, yeah, so you did fucking well. Yeah. <laughs> but our next focus in that episode, prepare yourself, man. We're going back, back to the future. No, no we've just done that. We've done that. No, we're going, we're going way back. What? Way back. We're going back a bit. We'll be, we will be going back a fair bit. Actually, we'll be going way back in some ways as well. Mm. We're doing Disney animated films. Big emphasis on the animated. Yeah, we're not doing the live action. We're probably going to zone in even more specifically on a few of our few fan favourites. Yeah. When we say fan favourites, we mean personal. Yeah, a few of our favourites that we really enjoyed through our childhood. Mm-hmm. Lion King was actually the first movie I went to the cinema to watch. Get the fuck out of town. Was it, it was not. Yeah, man. No. Do yeah. you want to know what the first movie I went to the cinemas to see was? Was Lion King? It actually fucking was. Uh, That's a blowout. Do, do you want me to tell you another funny story? Did you cry when my father died? No, fuck no. No, me either. For, do you want to know the first movie I cried in? That. Was the Rugrats movie. Yeah. I thought Spike was dead, man. That's pretty sad. That's pretty sad. I actually thought Spike was dead. Broke my fucking heart. But he wasn't, so it was okay. Do you want know... You could almost say it was the first movie I cried at. Are we just going to do a whole episode, whole episode on movies we've cried in? <laughs> well, no. I didn't cry, though, because anything sad in the movie. And that's technically I didn't cry. I just threw a fucking little small child hissy fit because they did, like, a re-screening of The Lion King. Mm. And I didn't realise that. I thought there was a sequel and I was going to see the second movie. I got there and it turns out I was just watching the same fucking movie I'd already seen. That's pretty rough. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently, yeah. I, uh, little me, acted like a spoiled little brat. That's fair. 
I'll be pissed off about that. I'm with you, bro. Thanks, man. Anyway, we'll uh, wrap it up there. Obviously, Back to the Future series, banging. If for some weird reason you've not seen it... You don't have to. I can check it out. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Well, now you know the whole story, but check it out. We didn't give a single spoiler warning or anything. Did you give one spoiler warning? Yeah, man. I gave like three. Okay, there you go. One for each movie. Check us out on the socials. We're on pretty well all of them. So we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. They're the three main ones. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Here's up with some suggestions. Whatever you want to hear us talk about. That's been another episode of the Cold of Popularity Podcast. Till next time, cop that. <laughs>